0: Anderson, we found your retainer in last night's compost. Please head to the counselor's office to retrieve it. And the winner of yesterday's mystery meat contest was Alan Fold with some kind of bee. Due to last year's aquatic incident, all swimmers are required to know how to swim. Guten tag and bienvenidos, listeners, and welcome to Camp Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I, Brian Ernst, will be your lead counselor today as we're talking top five summer camp activities. And boy, do we have the matchup for you. His uniform was thrown in with the reds, so standing at what I assume is 6'8 with a pink uniform, short shorts, and a name so smudge, we don't know what to call him to make him angrier. It's either Nate or Nathaniel Heninvent.
1: How are you, <laughs> sir?
2: <laughs> oh, it's, uh, I'm fine. Said Nathan angrily,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and the man who thought it was a basketball camp and only brought knee-high red and blue striped socks and a single Minnesota Timberwolves jersey and shorts to wear for twelve weeks—it's Mitchell Brinkman.
3: Uh, Hey, what's up? Uh, I I live for the big ticket. Um, I I I I, uh, dive down to my knees at his altar. Kevin Garnett, this is this is all dedicated to you today. Thank you so much for having me, Brian, on uh, Uber. Cinco that's the name of the podcast correct uh thanks for having me today uh and I'm uh I love camp so that's why I'm here good
0: if you all want to get blown to the moon head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestions for upcoming shows and to watch and share your favorite episodes but if you're new to the den welcome and let us wake you up out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules
2: each player in the den has spent time with today's topic arranging their top five answers in order of importance Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting
3: with their number five choice, we will move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber Uber
0: Stare You will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An uber stare down is all or nothing with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as a reminder, don't forget to stick with us until the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst will give you my fast five send off where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five reasons I am not built for camp. (laughs) 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 And finally, as host, I am entitled to institute a house rule for today's game bonus points to anyone Who describes the best camp prank pulled on them or that they pulled on other folks? Mm. Now, did you pull any camp pranks out there? Oh, yeah. (whistles) Too bad you got to think about it. All right. Nathaniel, (laughs) you won the pre-show pantsing competition where you exposed all of our junk to unwilling onlookers. You know, (laughs) that fun camp game. So you get to (laughs) go
1: first.
2: My number five is, uh, this will take some explanation, but it's watching a <laughs> seven-foot-two man urinate in a handicapped urinal.
3: Wait, yes, what? I think we're definitely <laughs> going to need some backstory. Are there handicapped urinals? I thought it was just a handicapped stall that has a toilet.
2: Yes, the, the handicapped urinal. Oh, so
3: okay. So for those of you who've never
2: been in a men's room, <laughs> yeah. the urinals are lined up on a wall, as yeah. you may expect, oh, quite yeah. uniformly. And then mm-hmm. at the very end, there is one that is lower. so That's that somebody for kids. Who is in a that's the kid somebody urinal. Somebody who in a wheelchair can approach it.
3: Oh, what? I always thought that was the kid one. Wow, I feel like a. <laughs> well, either way,
2: it doesn't really matter what you call it. It is for somebody who it's more accessible sure. to be lower. Sure, there is a lower urinal. So yes. whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. the lower ur- urinal. There's always one. Mm-hmm. Yes, never two, just one, because <laughs> there is no chance that two people might need it at the same time. So there's only just one. So I am at. This is. I was 18 years old. Okay. I was at basketball camp. It was team basketball camp. Uh, So my entire high school team had gone to the University of Illinois, which is where I think three of my stories take place. (laughs) But uh, so we we were all there, and uh, this was the year before the 2004-2005 season when Illinois went to the championship game. They had uh, course. Darren Williams, D. Brown, Luther Head, all future NBA players. Very mm-hmm. exciting. They were refereeing our games. Lots of fun. Yep. And so we got to play. This was one of the perks of the camp is every team got to play one game on the floor of Assembly Hall where Illinois played their basketball games. So we actually mm. played right on the floor. The fight so got to line. Go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we, uh, we also, one of the perks was all of these players were, uh, we're working at the camp as referees and scorekeepers. So who was refereeing our game? But none other than Nick Smith. Ooh. Nick Smith, who was an absolute piece of trash, garbage basketball player, but he happened to be seven foot two. That's and a big my guy. Line a, my line about uh, a big piece
3: of white bread. Sorry.
2: <laughs> so so. Anyways, Nick Smith. Uh, halftime comes around, the whistle blows, and Nick Smith just bolts off. Well, that's bolts off is wrong. He looked like uh, he looked like a deer on ice skates as he tried <laughs> to get off the court as quick as he could, and he runs towards the locker rooms and it, we or where the bathrooms were. And you and chase so, him because you're like,
0: I got to get a look. At this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we
2: we have to go to the bathroom, and so we we walk in there. And it's a, it's a large bathroom, but there's there's teams that are going to be playing after us. There's going to be a mm-hmm. game starting immediately after ours. And so members of, of those two teams are using the bathroom before their game starts. And so Nick Smith apparently really had to go, and he couldn't hold it. And so we walk in there, and then there's a bunch of uh, average size basketball-playing high school kids standing there, you know, backs to us using the urinals, and there – at the end, by the small urinal, is seven foot two Nick Smith, with his legs in a perfect diamond shape, squatting down so he can reach the kids' urinal.
1: At all seven
2: foot two. Um, it looked like if if you wanna if you want a comparison of what this would look like, do a Google image search of a giraffe drinking water. That was <laughs> that was what it looked like. Uh, and uh, it, it, we all uh, unfortunately couldn't um, contain our laughter as we walked in and turned the corner, and then we were like, "Well, we got to get out of here before he turns around and sees who is laughing at us, because we don't want him to start calling the game in the other team's favor." Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that's the end of the story.
3: <laughs> as, did did he follow the bathroom rules? Where when he was using that urinal, he had his pants all the way down at his ankles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, he did not. Okay, I oh, mean, that's if good. You slip
0: from that height. That's a death sentence. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, good lord. That that reminds me of when you go back to like your elementary school, you know, with like bathrooms designed for third graders, and you like you, I don't, you come back for an alumni event. I don't know, whatever. Uh, and you go to the bathroom, and then you forget. Like, oh my god, they're all, none are adult height. They're all they're all toddler mm-hmm. height ur, urinals here. And then you leave, and your ankles are just splashy wet. And you're like, "No, thank you." But um, yeah, no did good. you ever
0: have kids who played the game in your school where they would start peeing at the urinal and then just keep taking steps back, like they were pouring oh. a long
3: coffee just oh, to see yeah. how far you could go? Yeah, and then it's just I, I was whole, great at that game.
0: Yeah. And then the whole <laughs> floor is just sopping wet, and you're just like. That's- I really hope there's no drunk kids that stumble in here this fall because <laughs> this is going to be a rough one to clean up, folks.
3: That's why you have to maintain pressure. See, there is no, you know, it's, it's like a good stream throughout. And then there's not. A we big all know spill. you have a powerful stream. Bitch, Thank you. And Thank it's you. the
0: most powerful around. Therefore, you, so much. you could have that pressure washer pressure <laughs> <laughs> at Home Depot. RYOBI pressure as you walk back while we're sitting here with our own little. Maybe a little syringe
3: plungers <laughs>
0: in comparison. Okay.
3: Not all of us can compete. <laughs> it's, you know what the key is? You just hold it till you have, you can't hold it anymore. That's the, that's the key is you. you that's know. healthy.
0: That won't cause any. Infections no, 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 no,
3: not at all. I'm going to be healthy until I'm 105. No, no, doubt. that's great. So, yep.
0: I'm just really happy. It took me that long to come up with two analogies for different kinds of pressure live on air. So now we're going to move on to, <laughs> <You know>. uh, <laughs> Mitch, we're going to go to your number five. We're Did you just forget my
3: name on. for a moment there? No,
0: because I was going to say something else. And oh, I okay. Switch okay. gears. Nathan already said his number five. Yep. We're going to go to Mitch for his number five. And I'm not going to do any stare downs today because they're all about fucking basketball.
1: So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> God damn you. Two. Got it. Okay. So you got me hosting a sports show. Let's go. Your number five.
3: All right, Brian. Mitch. This this is a classic number five. This is I'm playing to the host here. Um, This is this is playing basketball at camp. Now, this is a sleepaway camp. Imagine tall pines. Um, you know, n- n- Naughty Wood Cabins, Um, that's K-N-O-T, not N-A-U-G-H-T. Just want to <laughs> mention that. I'm glad uh, that was clarified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So you're, you know, it's, it's activity time. You're playing hoops on the on the basketball court or you're out in the field playing capture the flag or dodgeball or something like, like that. And you're, you know, you're at 11, 12 years old. You're competitive. You like to move around. You're me. So you just play your freaking heart out. I mean, you're leaving it all out on the field. You're you're leaving your, your blood, sweat, and tears in the tall grass. Uh, and then at the end, you're sweaty as fuck. But a big part of yes. camp, obviously, is, you know, the opposite sex. You know, flirting. That's you know, trying to attract a mate for, you know, wait, one, two, three, like seventy-two hours, you know, and then you leave, you never see him again. But you get so sweaty you have to you have to dip back to the cabin. And this is when I discovered In in between uh, activities, excuse me. The back the in between activities. This one, this one, I discovered Axe body spray wipes. Oh God! I'm not sure if they still make them. Maybe they're called Dude Wipes now. Maybe they're called like (laughs) you know Fresh Guys like mini towels. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd pop back, wipe down the pits. And the, and the you know just just the hot spots you just you just grab the hot spots quick with, with a little wipe down maybe change a t-shirt if, if you're too sweaty um, Are they the
0: same scent as what you would get out of the aerosol cans
3: yeah 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 that same like trashy it's like part hot garbage part flour part um I don't know what is that smell of lime juice I'm not sure but I want to Des- just give desperation a pop- is what I desperation. Want. Desper- there is there a- we go yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps I, I was going to say sexual team. prowess, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Pr- 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 I don't think it was a lot of sexual prowess <laughs> in sixth, seventh and eighth grade when I discovered X. I think it was a lot of marketing teams finally figured out how can we get boys to be even lazier when it comes to antiperspirant. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it in a can. Not have it be antiperspirant. Make it smell like absolute hot garbage Mm -hmm. and tell them spraying it under their arms and one stripe across their chest will make the girls (laughs) fawn over them. And you know what? The second sixth grade hit and you had to go start changing in a locker room. Yep. We all bought it. Yes. The mix of ax
3: smells in the air from every guy. Oh, my God. Just, Sorry, please. Continue. Just a thin, sad layer of ax doing its level best to try and cover up just like the smell of ass from an hour straight of running around. <laughs> it's like it just never worked. And I know I, I, I did it, too, and I didn't have time to shower in junior high. You'd go back to class. I'd sit down and start to do math very quickly and well, by the way. Um, and I'd be like, oh, God, this is just, oh, I can just smell myself. And I looked down and forgot to realize just giant wet spots underneath my armpits and just you know I just got to give up I'm I'm just math guy I'm not I'm not I'm not sexual prowess guy in this it's, in this period so
0: <laughs> I'm just not sexual prowess guy yet <laughs> just wait till I am sexual prowess guy yeah. mom and I'll make you proud <laughs> One day, it's a big rite
2: of uh, it's a big rite of passage in any young man's life when they switch over from axe to Irish spring and realize that's the true way to a woman's heart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> this,
3: and this actually, me being a sweaty kid, this directly led to me starting to wear a- as if I was a, a um, you know um, an absentee father in the fifties. I started wearing undershirts to sop up the sweat so I could go and sure. do a little exercise, but my overshirt still looked clean and fresh. Um, but I, I I loved going to camp though because there's almost when you go to a, a northern Minnesota sleepaway camp there's almost no one that's good at basketball. So you come from the cities, you're the city kid, play a little hoops. You're just you're just wrecking folks. You're 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 taking ankles home. You're you're you know. Um, so <laughs> those country boys can't play ball. <laughs> they they can't. They they cannot. So I think Nathan would disagree with you, but uh, well. I mean I'm Minnesota. Minnesota is a different. I'm sure if they're like, "Let's all play hockey," I'd be like, uh oh, I'm gonna go to go build a popsicle cross in the in the lodge." So
0: that's the key. Play basketball in a sport in a,
3: in a state that's known for hockey. You can really stand out. Exactly. That exactly. is the key. Exactly. So yeah, that was that was, and I I think I was the only one in my cabin who had to do this because I was you know, prematurely sweaty for my age, I think. So, um, but. So you were a small wet boy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So. All right. I got to score out these number fives. Mitch, I'm going to sympathize with you. I know all about the, the being a wet boy. So I will give you the three points and Nathan for the wonderful description of a giraffe drinking water in a
3: male public <laughs> bathroom, I will give you the three points as well. Oh, I uh, I, 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 was, I had a quick question, too, for, for yes. both of you here. When you were younger, did you ever did it ever increase your your level of crush on someone? If when you were all like playing sports as a class, they were either very good, good or just like played hard, like competed hard because I, I definitely did for me. No,
2: no. I have no reference because the girls I grew up with in my class were all outlandishly good at sports and outlandishly oh, competitive. So oh, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know what it would be like to, to so that was hang just out baseline with a normal fifth grader. Yeah. Okay. okay, got it.
3: Okay. Yeah, cause my, my friends used to always make fun of me after a thing. They'd be like, we saw you out there with you and Jenny Doherty. You guys were having sports sex for the last half hour and i'd be like what are you talking about like you guys were flirting through sports you were passing each other the ball you were setting screens for each other you were yeah so i was just curious about that so sounds like nathan you had there's crushes all over that field uh if i was <laughs> yeah. in that game are all be, good yeah, well, I can't yeah. Pick.
2: all four people i grew up with, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh nathan that brings us to your number four sir
2: very simple number four and this is watching uh it again happens at the same basketball camp university of illinois there mm. with my basketball team watching three of them try to complete the gallon of milk challenge oh. and if you Oof. don't know what the gallon of milk challenge is that is drinking an entire gallon of milk in under one hour <sighs> now one person tried this and they thought the idea was to pace yourself Didn't work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so somewhere around minute 35 or 40 just started puking all over. Now, this is how stupid teenage boys are. (laughs) (laughs) They saw how much pain he was in. I believe it was Kevin Kane that went first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could be wrong. It's been a long time. And then uh, this other kid, I think it was Corey, who was like, well, I could definitely do it. So he went next. And he thought the secret was you drink a bunch up top. (laughs) And then you take a little vacation and then you sprint home at the end. (laughs) That didn't work. (laughs) So Kevin and Corey are both just rolling around in agonizing pain and sharing a toilet to just spew milk into it at regular intervals. And I don't remember who the third person was, but a third person thought, yeah, I think that's for me. That's how I want (laughs) to spend my night and uh and he thought the secret was to just eat tons and tons of saltine crackers while he was doing it it didn't work and at that point finally there were no more takers and i don't i don't even drink milk so i was never in the conversation uh but i i stayed away from this and uh, if i if i was ever going to start drinking milk that evening and what i saw definitely turned turned me off for the, (laughs) the rest of my life a, there you go. A
0: gallon barely fits in the stomach as it is. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna take up more space with big, dense, salty crackers.
2: So that was legitimately the strategy. I don't know where that came from, but
0: this is a very common uh, young boy thing to do. Because I remember mm-hmm. we did this once, and I also am not a huge milk fan, so I'm like, I mm-hmm. want to do it with chocolate milk, because <laughs> 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 at least I could taste it. So I drank about a third of the gallon and I was just like, I'm done. Like, I, I feel full. I'm not going to shove this down and do anything. But I was with my friend, Kevin, friend of the show. He downed an entire gallon of milk. Oh, and he kept it down. Wow. Wow. And then, he, then to the point where he's like, my stomach really hurts. I'm going to go force this out outside. And then he went outside, made himself throw it up because he was just like, this is just too much. But he kept it in. He drank it in less than an hour, and he kept it in until he was like, "I want to get this out."
2: Yeah. Was so like, so oh. he so he still failed. That's that's not a success in the challenge.
0: I think it is a success if you can get the whole thing <laughs> down, and it's been an
2: hour. You win. Wow. Now I don't okay. think anybody's a winner. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the only winner is big milk i think they created this challenge <laughs> in 2001 with the help of steve-o and johnny knoxville like guys please we- milk
0: those got milk posters were still in our school
3: <laughs> in Ma- the early 2000s mountain dew is getting way too popular with young kids we need them back on milk all right we need bone strong out there uh, big dairy let's go um okay wh- I, I i'm curious here if you're at basketball camp why do you choose to do the gallon milk challenge at basketball camp? Is this is this planning for the future, or like on defense you can just like drop toots all over the court as well to disorient? Well, this is because <laughs> we were
2: seventeen or eighteen, and your body can do anything at that age. I mean, because I, we were we were at basketball camp, we were sure, playing ten prowess. games a day. I, I mean, ten it was, games like, a it was, day? Yeah, it would be like ten games a day. Well, at least my like, Damn. freshman and sophomore year, because I was playing like playing some freshman and sophomore games and some senior games. It was like 10 games a day. Well, I you would be on the bench home. like most of the game, right, Nathan? You'd be like watching. Yeah, that's, some, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay. I, I remember driving home with my parents after one of these camps, and I was like finally taking a nap in the backseat, and I started dreaming about the last game we had played, and I went for a steal and just stuck my hand out and slammed it into the window while I was asleep, it was a very (laughs) painful awakening. But I mean, you can just go and go and go. And then every night we would order pizza from like there there would be like a swarm of people like the poor pizza delivery people would be bringing like a thousand pizzas and just tons of 18 year olds storming on them. And nobody ever got the pizza they ordered. It was just first come, first serve. It would be like, hey, is this for uh, uh, Matt Dominic? It'd be like, yep, that's me. And you'd run away with ten pizzas and take them back up. But we, you would eat like half a pizza every night, and then you'd have like some shit for breakfast in the cafeteria, and then five minutes later, you'd play you know, thirty-two minutes of a game without breaking a sweat. It was I, wow. I I yearned for the days when my body could handle that. Wow,
0: I never had those days. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I say like, my my days. I still drink a gallon of milk every day to maintain my bone density. So. Um. <laughs>
0: And to this day, his bones are thick. <laughs> uh, Mitch, what is your number four, sir?
3: My number four is actually you kind of emulated it in the intro. This is a classic um, sleepover camp. Again, tall pine trees, a beautiful lodge overlooking a lake. This is the, the the camp I went to, uh, the St. Louis County 4-H camp up in uh, the Wabak, Minnesota, is, was where my my uh, summer camp was. You don't have to go into detail. Everyone knows the place. Sorry, yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and uh, this was the early morning flag ceremony. This is just this is a classic summer camp thing. Now, 4-H uh, stands for uh, Head, Heart, Hands, and Health. And for whatever reason, <laughs> what was the name of your club? Uh, I wasn't officially in it. I just went to the camp.
2: So well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw some more H's at you. Okay. Because in my hometown, there were two 4H clubs, believe it or not, we were big enough for two 4H clubs. Wow. Was there FFA hoof- as well? Uh, yes, there was. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. But the 4H clubs were hoof and hobby or happy hustlers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my <Happy> God! God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess which one I was in?
3: You were in the Happy Hustlers. You know I
0: was yeah, in the Happy Hustlers. Of, of course. course I was. Of course he was in the Happy
2: Hustlers. <laughs> State champion of bicycle safety when I was 13 years old. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Wait, 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 wait.
3: <laughs> you show up to the to the contest not in a reflective vest and helmet. You put it on, and then they're like, boom, first prize, baby. Oh, no,
2: no. You had to you had to do some basic bicycle maintenance, and you had to know some rules of the road, and you had to go through a little course. Now, at the regional event or the county <laughs> event, I was I was docked for not having the proper reflector on the back of my bike, and so I was only an alternate. But then I got to go because who knows why somebody messed <laughs> out of this. Who would want to miss they it? They were juicing.
0: So, we got a juicing bike safety
2: person. So I go all the way down to Springfield to the state fair, and I'll be damned if I don't win the whole goddamn thing. So to that judge who docked me for not having the proper reflector, f you! I've been waiting 22 years to say that. Okay. I remember going out and my grandpa putting the right thing on the bike, so it would. It, he was like, "I think this is what will meet." competition
3: standards (laughs) (laughs) i i just this is a competition of things you just do prior like you just i've showed up already my bike's ready to go also nathan you did not you've never told us this we are in the midst of a 2x state champ yeah that's right (laughs) damn it. it yeah that's impressive
2: why wow. do you keep
3: this stuff to yourself? Yeah, why do you – you need to tell <laughs> well, us you I, are a bike safety state champion and explain I, what that is and how do you attain that goal? Because I, I thought
2: the Cornhusking state championship was much more glamorous.
3: <laughs> I mean – No way, sir. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> so, okay, like is there – okay, so you're going through the course and there's a stop sign and then they roll like a giant tire and you have to like, whoop, stop and let the tire go by. So it doesn't hit you the and tire, then you keep the,
2: going or the, – the, the tire was stationary, but essentially, okay. yeah. And you got it. You have to you get have to throw to a paper at some... a front door or anything like that? <laughs> no, no. Okay. no, no, no. You have to stop, park your bike and walk the paper up to the door. <laughs> Come on, Mitch. this is elementary <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
3: oh, my God. OK, we need to go biking in Chicago sometime because because you need to show me how to do it safely because I'm I'm a hell on wheels out there. So, um, <laughs> uh, where was it? Oh yeah, the flag you're ceremony. Number four. <laughs> yeah, number four. <laughs> yes, this is a classic all-American activity. Every morning, you wake up, you're bleary eye. It's before you have breakfast. My camp, in particular, imagine a giant, um, sort of like rectangular, um, uh, the main building from Jurassic Park. Think of that kind of shape, but Got it's it. just all wood, beautiful logs, that kind of thing. Uh, the main dining room overlooks the lake. Uh, outside there's a giant stone flag patio, um, or flagstone patio. Thank you very much. Um, but so every morning we would we would take the take the flag out, put it up. Someone was folding the American flag. You know, like you fold it in triangles and you kind of yeah. like do that thing. Um, so every every morning and night we would either put it up or take it down. And one of the campers was assigned flag duties. So he had to know how to fold the flag. And it was the best when some freaking, you know, donk, like, I don't know, Brandon Tellsrow would get up there, wouldn't know how to fold the flag. (laughs) And he'd be like, oh, (laughs) Brandon's such a moron. And then also in the morning, you get to see what everyone actually looks like. Like, no one's put on makeup yet. Everyone still has, like, their glasses on if they wear them. Because when you're at camp, you know, and you're a kid, you want to, like, you want to look a little sexy, right, for the other kids. And so, like, you're probably wearing contacts if you're a girl, at least the camp I went to. Um and so you're kind of thinking like, oh, my God, like Kelsey wears Spongebob pajama pants like that's either cute or like. Eh, hmm. So there's like all these interesting little aspects of of uh, the flag ceremony. And then the best part is it's way too long. It's drawn out. And then the camp director is finally like, OK, let's go get some breakfast. And then it's a mad sprint back up the hill into the lodge to get in line for, for the breakfast buffet. So, um, what i still in pajamas, still in pajamas, still in, still in pajamas, what, what you know, or whatever you came out of your cabinet, but most kids just did pajamas. So yeah. Wow.
2: It's, uh, you know, the, the, the sprint, uh, this is something that's fascinated me. I remember there, there's a point when you're a kid, when you realize, wait, you don't have to run and be first to everything. Like there's yep. going to be a note. And I, people don't really grow out of that even when this is part of my series of thoughts on that adults are just children that never died mm-hmm. is this phenomenon <laughs> is must kill the children. In, <laughs> it's present in airports. Oh, God, if yeah, if yes. The longer the flight, the less it makes sense. It's you, you'll be sitting there next to your gate waiting. And then people start to line up and then everybody's like, well, I better line up. First of all, the seats are assigned. You're going to be sitting in the same place, no matter what getting on the plane sooner is worse because once you're on that thing you're not getting off until forever it's you're locked in <laughs> yep so you got to be you want to be the last one to get on the plane yeah you and you want to be as comfortable for as long as possible okay i've gone this if i go any further on this i'm gonna get out my pie charts and, and my slides <laughs> i this, this one drives me nuts no
3: i i, I absolutely love this this is why i don't get if if i'm first class I don't want to be on the plane having people walk by me as I try and drink. I want to be in the in the first class lounge nearby drinking. And then And then you hear all the PA like, "Oh, Mister um, Beef Wellington, please approach the plane. Like, <laughs> don't forget your gloves. When and there's hats,
0: five you know. minutes before departure, yeah. Then invite me on the well, plane.
3: Exactly.
0: This is especially important
2: if you're in first class. Because based on the old Dimitri Martin joke, which is I don't fly first class, but I fart in first class. So if you're <laughs> in first class when everybody walks by, you're gonna have some serious crop dust action. Yeah.
3: Happening. Yeah. It just, That's what that was. It <laughs> makes no
2: it makes no sense. It makes no sense.
3: And also if there's no room for your bag, then they just take it from you and they check it for you. And then you just get it back in the next city. And it's totally fine. It's true. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah. So um, Oh wow. Well. Uh, what? What what does? Oh, yeah, the, the about getting there first. My first year at camp, I sprinted to breakfast. My friends and I competing, but then you get older and you realize it's not cool to sprint to breakfast. And then you walk nonchalantly and you try and chat up, uh, you know, Kelsey or or Tatiana or Kelly or whatever. So yeah that's my I get number it. four it's all about the women for you it is <laughs> chicks man girls that's what it's about
0: so far is it do they play sports well enough for me to like them and do they wear contacts and not fucking glasses <laughs> so i can talk to them that's all i've heard so far yeah. about
3: camp hey you know not all glasses uh pair well with the face you know
0: so <laughs> okay well Let's start judging these girls earlier and earlier, starting at fucking sleepaway basketball flag ceremony camp. Jesus Christ. They don't even have a chance. Uh, for your misogynistic tendencies, you're only getting two points, Mitch. I didn't say I was a, I was cool for it. I, just, I, I was a shithead still. Uh, Nathan, uh, because you said no one was a winner. I was going to give you one point, but then you told me you were a bike safety champion. So you're getting another point back. So two points all around here. Let's go snake round.
1: We'll
3: go back to Mitch for his number three. Okay. Um, I, I, I just need to do a quick mid-game check-in. What was the house rule again? I need a prank. Oh, a prank. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. We're good. We're good. Okay, <laughs> my number three. We're good. We're good. My, my number three is this, is, this is one of my favorite things about camp, is... I know probably a lot of camps have like a dance or like a, a, an event that marks the, the the closing of camp. That's just for the campers. It's either like a big skit night or a big like at-night at game of Capture the Flag. My camp, we did a dance. The, the last night, it was a big dance. And the centerpiece of the dance, this is what all this was, all the strategy and the flirting and the jockeying led up to this moment. And that was when Nathan's very favorite zeppelin song played and this was a long time camp tradition um for for those of you who don't know listening at home nathan's favorite Le- zeppelin song is uh stairway to heaven and uh. Uh, <laughs> is that not right no, no 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 that's right it's, it's stairway to heaven yeah, yeah uh it's the best it's their song. only uh, song it's their no, only hit uh, yeah. uh. if you if there's nothing else if, right? you, if, you, if you if you go to his myspace it's just <laughs> Stairway to Heaven lyrics, I think, is what it is on his profile. But uh, They have so many better songs. <laughs> but so Stairway is, is how long, Nathan?
2: Oh, about eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, so
3: eight minutes, it, it, it was always known as a slow dance at the camp. So you picked out the person you're going to dance for with for eight minutes. So this is like <sighs> if you have been laying, laying uh, seeds, you've been planting seeds all week, this is when – this flower pops forth from the ground, um, if you will. And my last year at camp, I remember um, I, the, the girl I wanted to dance with, someone else asked her first. And so I danced with this. I don't remember the young lady's name, but uh, I had never talked to her. And She had glasses probably. No, no, she did not have glasses. <laughs> I just remember she had very wavy, heavy bangs. And she was bullied a lot by, by the other girls and the kids because uh-huh. I did not know exactly what this was at the time. But she was a diabetic, and so she had like an all the time insulin monitor pump thing, like on her hip, you know, where it's like just always there. <laughs> Is that worth making fun of I because kids are Jesus. terrible. Kids are shitty. Yeah, good lord. And She was very tall too, and so people like people would say like, oh, she's got like a steroid pump in her, and that's why she's so tall. And so she was just like, out good kid- lord, it was the worst. It was it was very much the worst. And so I ended up dancing with her and I found out like she, she told me as she was staring at the ground, she was like, I just, I've had a, I've had a crush on you all week. And I just, I'm, I'm, th- I'm really glad we could get no. to dance together. And it, it, uh, it broke my heart so bad. Cause I was like, I would love to be like, I, what's your name? I was like, I don't even know you. <laughs> oh, I've never even talked to you. Oh, no. But, but, but I, that's okay, though. That's okay. There's still, there's still time for you to come back good out of this. Story. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't ask that, though, but then I was like, all right, well, hey, you know what? I, this, this just seems like a very nice girl. And it was that thing when you're 11 and 12 and you're just so nervous, you can't look someone else in the eye and you're just, you know, you're looking yep. up, yep, yep, you're looking yep, yep. sideways. And, but yeah, eight minutes of dancing. And it ended up being like a pretty nice dance and then the next day we 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 had a nice like you know goodbye chat and uh we we chatted on on uh ao instant messenger for like a oh, next nice. couple of weeks and then as with most camp relationships it, it kind of fizzled and, and went away and was never again but uh yeah I was uh f- first minute though I was terrified I was like oh god I gotta dance oh, yeah. with 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 this girl and ended up being very nice. So, um, yeah, that's my number three. Well, you've redeemed
0: yourself, Mitch. You redeemed yourself. You are now a good boy. In the world. <laughs> but we'll have to see if Nathan can top your number three with his. What do you have, sir? Uh,
2: this was learning that I'm no longer in school and uh, don't have to listen to adults, quote unquote, anymore. Oh, and the way that this came about, this was it's actually a bad boy story. Well, <laughs> oh, this this is a summer. After I graduated, so when I graduated, my school, Roseville High School, was being ter- it was combining with another district with Monmouth to form the uh, and they they brainstormed. I was actually in the committee meetings. This is true. I was in the meetings where they were brainstorming names for the new district, mm-hmm. and they had a bunch of ideas. And uh, you know, there was votes were taken. There was a whiteboard we were scribbling on, and do you know what we came up with?
3: I cannot wait to hear <laughs> school district two, three, seven. No, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, that's really weird. Cause I think our district actually is two, three, eight. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. But, but, but no, we came up with okay? wow. so, <laughs> oh, so Monmouth Roseville.
1: Okay.
2: So Monmouth and Roseville had joined together to become district 200 and district 38 had become Monmouth Roseville two, three, eight. <laughs> So anyways, the school, the building, Thank I went God to high school. Thank God for your school, committee. Yeah. What would they
0: have done without you?
2: They actually, they actually, I don't know why they thought I would care about any of this since I was graduating and would never have anything to do with the district again. And eventually they stopped asking me to come to these uh, meetings. Uh, well, of course. Were, I mean. Yeah, it was, you, I was on you, the you, student you... advisory board about what should I into you invited the the district.
0: You invited me here for my creative brain and you guys landed on Monmouth Roseville two three eight. Fuck you, my talents can be used elsewhere. Fuck off, hometown. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So this summer afterwards they're they're stripping down my high school of uh, of everything the related copper. to it yep. being Roseville High oh. School. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they they turned it into the junior high building. So I was on the crew. I I needed a summer job. And so I joined up with a few of my friends and we were on the team that was, we were hauling out chairs and desks and stripping down bleachers and just real boring stuff we were doing it so in-
1: your,
0: your gift for graduating is literally dismantling the school you just
2: graduated from there was there was a little bit of pleasure in it i at, at yeah. times okay okay yeah
3: i totally i could totally see that this was yeah, this is a great just, summer job because nathan came in ripped to freshman year of college i remember i was like who is this guy was he like working out six days six hours a day and you were like no i just moved an entire school this summer so i was, like,
2: oh, okay. yeah. it was just uh, i was just hauling hauling desks up and yeah. down ramps all day long but uh the guy who is or one of the guys from the faculty who is in charge of it this dude i think is is uh his name was eric something or other i don't remember the last name for sure i had a placeholder in the notes but anyways old eric he was like he was a former (laughs) college basketball player he was still like probably 25 26 and he was a coach or something and he was in the monmouth district so i didn't really know him so Mm -hmm. you know this is this is the first contact. Sure. <gasps> Anyways, he was he was kind of a dick about the whole thing, and I didn't like him. And I was just like, nah, whatever. I don't want to listen to this guy. So finally, the project came to an end. School starts up. I'm back at DePaul. I end up going home for uh, homecoming, the homecoming football game. I'm with some of my friends. We go out. Now, one of my friends, who's a year younger, she was, so she was still in high school at the new district, two thirty eight. Now she shows up to the f- football game and she is drunk out of her mind, yeah. just <laughs> beyond Ooh. wasted. And so Eric Matthews, uh, yeah, Matthews, Eric Matthews, there we go. He was the athletic director, and he uh, he decides uh, he's going to get to the bottom of this, and he's going to try and find this person who is really drunk. And so we think this is hilarious. So we start sending him and like like did you see so and so oh yeah they went that way so we're just sending him on a wild goose chase to the complete opposite end of the property and so our friend (laughs) gets away and then we were standing in the end zone chuckling and having a good time and then the game's over so we're all just going to go home and now there had been a bunch of litter that had been thrown on the ground and uh as happens at football games Now, I was not responsible for this, and neither were my friends. We were just kind of standing there, and then a bunch of us in a group start walking away, and here comes Eric, all six-foot-six frame of him, and he comes up, and he just sticks his hands up, and he goes, whoa, 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 and we all stop, and he points at, like, a bunch of trash. He's like, nobody's going to pick that trash up, and, like, stares at us. And in that moment, my friends and I that had graduated looked at each other, and were like, this guy has absolutely no power over us, and so we turned. <laughs> we looked at him, we laughed, and then we walked straight past him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of the best moments of my entire life. Yeah,
1: fuck yours. Up, up,
2: up to that point. <laughs> hey, he's he's the one who's employed. He can clean it up. <laughs> that's true. That's that's very fair. Very fair. Very fair. Wow. Okay.
3: <laughs> Which, did 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 he have a response, or did he just? Drop his head and then slowly walk towards the trash.
2: He he did yell something out of after we were walking away and I, I don't really remember what it was because that mm. it, it was just sort of a watershed moment where it was like I, I really don't have to I this has no application to me whatsoever. Like I am I am an independent citizen, I am a civilian, I am no longer on under the remit of the school people. Wow. Did you,
0: so you could just litter wherever the fuck <laughs> you want? <laughs> <laughs> You
3: can admit it was your litter, Nathan. You're, I no, see you. It, it You're yourself I, a I, I was to... thinking.
2: I was thinking it, I, it would have been a great little button on the scene if I had had like a drink in my hand and thrown it away. But you can actually get fined for littering if if I was caught in the act. So mm. that one. Have...
3: This is the, this is when you finish a Snickers bar, or at least. Half of it, because a whole one way too sugary. Uh, and then yeah. you, you finish the second half, and then you you pop the wrapper in Eric Matthews' front pocket and go, "Take care of that for me, bud," and just give a little give a little tap tap, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then walk off.
0: Uh, I did some uh, fact checking here, yep. and it is District Two Thirty Eight. Wow, and the, and I went to go. Uh, you can actually fill out an online bully report now Ooh. for the school. So maybe we should fill out a few of <laughs> <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs> send them in. List Eric Matthews. Be like, his arms always get wide when he wants to stop people from movement forward. <laughs> so we, yeah. we could
2: do he's, it for all of your schools. The thing is, he's probably a really nice guy. I just have this one memory of him, of a, <laughs> of a 25-year-old teacher trying to do his job. I'm just shitting all over
0: him. Fuck you, bro. Don't get to do your job with people who don't even go there anymore, bro. <laughs> I'm going to watch people litter and not help. <laughs> Fuck you,
3: bro. <laughs> Nathan, were, oh, were, were my you, God. you also getting a little buzz on here this evening?
2: I don't think so, no. no? Okay. All right. Just
3: curious. Just curious. Just, Just cares. curious. Just curious. Yeah. Just curious. All right, scoring out our number threes here.
0: Uh, Mitch, you're getting the full three points for uh, being nice to a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Nathan, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting two points because I think you littered. I really, I, I respect your, uh, 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 your scramble to knock down authority, but I think you left some, you left some popcorn
2: behind. Never, me. I'll never admit it. Oh, that's
0: fine. Wow, that's fine. That is fine. Hmm. Continuing with snake round, we're gonna stake stay with Mister Nathan for his number two. What do you have for us?
2: All right, this has to do with college for kids. Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? So college for kids. Oh, great program. So,
0: is that high school?
2: What a great thing. No. So this was at Monmouth College okay. and kids from all over the area were eligible to go and it lasted for two oh. weeks. And you would take like three or maybe four classes on the campus at Monmouth College. Now, Monmouth mm-hmm. College is a very small campus, but yes. it was definitely bigger than uh, my junior high building or wherever it was I was at the time, yes. which was one hallway. And <laughs> so you would you would sign up. They would have classes. Different teachers from different districts around the area would have fun little classes. There'd be science classes and history classes, and they'd be very specialized. And so then you would uh, you would get your classes that you're in. you would put your first choice, and then you would put your second choice. Then you would get your schedule, and then you would take your little backpack <laughs> and your folders, and you would get to walk from building to building. And you would get to meet <gasps> kids from other uh, schools in the area who you'd already met because we lived in a really tiny area. <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> but, but it was a good chance to, to spend some time with my friends from other districts. That was pretty cool. Um, Were you allowed to talk to the college kids? Oh, this was, <laughs> this was in summer. And there was nobody. Monmouth College has an enrollment of like a thousand. So there's oh, nobody okay, there. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so... You know, you you would take you could take like a theater class or uh, there was like a journalism class or whatever. Anyways, it was mm-hmm. pretty fun. You ate in the cafeteria. You felt like you were a really big college student when you were twelve. So it's they
0: needed a reason to keep the faculty employed for three months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: That's basically what I'm hearing. Did you so, did you
3: sleep over at at the at the campus?
2: Oh no no, there would be oh. we would we would carpool. Uh, there Ooh. would one of the parents from Roseville. Would uh, would take up a van load of children at a time, <laughs> and it was a it was a rotating it was a rotating thing, and then we would have a meet up point at the end of the day at like three o'clock, okay. where another one of the parents from Roseville would haul us all back home, the twelve miles to get home from college for kids. And a van
3: full <laughs> of children. A memoir by Nick. <laughs> yeah. <name. laughs> Did you so ever take, take umbrage with, with the term kids in this? Because it sounds like it's written in crayon and like four different colors, you know? Like.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm I'm getting to that, that point, okay, okay. Which, <laughs> is, which is also at Monmouth College, at this point in time, they had the Monmouth College basketball camp. Now, the geniuses who ran Monmouth College decided that these had to happen at the same time. Hmm. So <laughs> this meant that some kids at basketball camp, and I saw this because I was at basketball camp before I was at college for kids. (laughs) Uh, Some of these kids would miss the first day of basketball camp or the first half of the day, and then they would come to basketball camp at the second half of the day. And these older kids would just roast these people for going to college for kids, which was a perfectly wholesome and fun summer experience. And then all these Kids whose parents didn't care about their education and just shuffled them off to basketball camp would be like, oh, here come the College for Kids crew nerds and, and you know, <laughs> stupid stuff like that. And so anyways, it rolls around where it's time for me to do both. And my mother and I, we just we just argued so long about this because I had I was like, no, I'm not going to college for kids. I'm a basketball player. I want to play basketball and I don't want to get made fun of. So I think the first year, my mom went out, and I had to split time, and I got made fun of, so I just had to kick people's asses extra hard on the basketball court. (laughs) But um, Take it on the chin. But then then, uh, later, as the years rolled by, eventually I won the battle. And my mom was like, okay, first week, you go to college for kids. Second week, (laughs) you can just... You can just go to basketball camp, but the basketball camp was only four days. So the fifth day I could go back to college for (laughs) the last day. So I I joined it. It was like a broadcasting class where they were going to make a news broadcast. And so I got, I got paired up with two people and we were going to do like a remote segment or it was like a sports segment. And so we spend like the whole first week working on it. And I don't know why I did this. (laughs) I have no idea why I did this. But I didn't tell the College for Kids professor or the people in my group that I wasn't going to be there for the next four days. I just didn't tell them. <laughs> so, so I leave and I go to basketball camp for four days. And then I come back for some reason and go to one day for all of the end of my classes. Each time I go in, everybody's like, where the hell have you been? Our half of the group project isn't done, blah, blah, blah. And then at <laughs> this like broadcasting when I come in and they're just like, dude you left us with like all of this work and whatever and i'm like well sorry i had to play some basketball and then i watched the broadcast and there was this wonderful moment where the two of my, my two teammates are sitting at like a fake news desk and then they say okay and now over to nathan with the blah 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 and then i'm not there <laughs> Because they didn't have the capacity to re-edit it when they realized I wouldn't be coming back.
3: Uh, oh, <laughs> you little shit. Really, really showing your kid there. Not very college, I feel like, in that move. So.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know why. I was just too embarrassed to say, like, oh, by the way, I'm going to be gone for four days instead of...
0: No, instead, I'm going to leave you with all the work
2: and completely <laughs> yeah. fuck you over. I, that was,
3: and then that didn't was you logic. realize you were coming back and then you would have to face all that news?
2: I think I probably figured <laughs> I would be able to weasel out of the, that last day because it would have been pointless yeah, for me to yeah, go. out presentation
3: day? No, no, no. no. You <laughs> definitely littered. That was all your litter on the field, for sure.
1: Oh. Also,
0: college for kids sounds like some sort of like juvenile delinquent <laughs> rehab clinic. like. <laughs> Yeah, I got sentenced to college for kids, but uh, hopefully I'll make it out alive. Uh, I got to keep this trainer moving here. Mitch, what was your number two,
3: sir? My number two is the best way to end any day at camp. Um, You you climb into your your bunk. you, You get into your sleeping bag. You zip it all the way up. You stare at the ceiling. It's dark. And then you and all your bunk mates, you do roses and thorns. And it's, of course, inspired by the song. Every rose has its thorn. It is, hey, for that one. The cowboy it. has said <laughs> so um yeah so you have your rose today what's the best thing happened today your thorn the, the worst part of the day of course um and you know people normally it's like guys my rose was um i was i was uh in the crafts and i was just about to finish my macaroni frame with the picture of me and my dog in it and uh Sarah came over and she let me borrow her scissors and I touched her skin a little bit and it was really great. You'd be like, wow, dude, that's awesome. You got to, you got close to Sarah today, you know? And then the thorn would be like, <laughs> I accidentally pooped my pants and I had to capture <laughs> the flag and I had to come back in here without anyone knowing. And I had to clean up with a, with a ax, uh, gentleman wipe, you know, uh, and then, I, <laughs> then I could rejoin the game. You know? So, Roses and thorns spanned, span the gauntlet. Of course, sometimes you're a little too vulnerable, you know, and people make fun of you. Um, I had one bunk mate. I, don't remember. I think his name was Adam, but he had, he'd come to camp alone, which is also kind of a red flag, I feel like. Either that kid, like his parents hate him, or he's probably going to be like, you know, like a sad, lonely boy, you know, it's like, and so you probably need to like try and help bring him into the, into the flock a little bit. How did he get there? Well, his parents drop him off, but, like, you go to camp with friends. Like, it's it's insanity to go to camp without knowing anyone when it's, like, a 10-day... Really? Sleep- I feel like that's what camp is. A 10-day sleepaway camp? Oh, you absolutely should have at least one bro there or or gal. I mean, that totally makes sense, but this is the whole reason why I never did camp. That's why what- So I had nobody else that would want to go to camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> like- camp is the best. Uh, but so, I mean... But- Adam might, might share something a little too much and then it goes quiet and then no one knows what to say and you're like oh god Adam's weird and then you know maybe the counselor if they're on their feet quick enough will step in and say something um, which and at camp too counselors always seem like they're 30 years old but they're only 15 or 16 you know <laughs> they're just a few years older. Yeah. Than- <laughs> and I remember one year my last year at camp we made fun of my counselor because he again we were close minded 12 year olds but he told us he was really into LARPing, live action role play, mm-hmm. and him and his friends had just finished their full collection of padded weapons, and um, nice. he had just gotten a call from his friend to say that they would scheduled like their biggest LARP of the season, and it was going to be after that week of camp, and he was very excited for it, and we and you guys tore this kid apart. We you? roasted our counselor. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, um, boy. poor guy. Yeah, Do you guys have? You guys have any thorns or roses you, you want to tell me about right now uh. <laughs> <laughs> just dead silence i just want you guys to tell me something you know about your about your week you know that, that's all i just want to know because we're friends and i want to know about your lives that's ill i'm sorry okay i'm sorry
0: that's okay continue
3: <laughs> that's I, th- th- that was it it was my one of my favorite parts of camp You'd stare up at the at the ceiling and, you know, you'd you'd uh, unburden yourself
0: vulnerable slash and or roasting the hell (laughs) somebody for letting their heart out. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So touching a girl's skin. Good. (laughs) Revealing that you have a bunch of buddies with a common interest that you're so excited for an upcoming event. Fuck that guy. Exactly. (laughs) We were stupid young children. We were very dumb. Kids are the absolute worst. Um, We are. Mitch, you're going to get two points for this round. Thank you. And, uh, Nathan, you left your whole group hanging. That's one point. <laughs>
1: How could you do that?
0: As someone who hates group activities, mainly because there's always a Nathan in the group. <laughs> uh, Mitch can attest to this. The first class we ever met in, we had a Nathan in our group. Oh, she did nothing. Yep to the point where we had to complain and get somebody else added to our group to finish the assignment and kick her ass out. We were, well, that
2: was how, the most, we were in those guys. That's, guy. how, I yeah, Brian. that's yeah. how I met Brian is because I was doing a, a group project. Mitch was acting in it. And one of my uh, group guys completely didn't show. And Mitch was like, I got a ringer and it was yep. Brian. And that's how <laughs> we met.
0: So thank God there are Nathans out there, because this is why this holy triumvirate exists.
3: (laughs) Uh, Brian, Brian, unholy Uh, triumvirate. Unholy triumvirate. Yes, yes,
0: correct. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, back to Nathan, what do you have?
2: Oh, it's well, this is there's no jokes here. This is just very simple, wonderful memory. Uh, This was the University of Illinois had the many basketball camps, but they used to offer a father son camp. And oh. so I went when I was, I was either 11 or 12 and my dad and I went and we stayed in the dorm together and we got to play basketball. It was, you know, father, son teams and, in, in different drills. And, uh, the Illinois players were there as like our coaches, the like guys who were actually playing on the team and let Sergio McClain being the big, uh, one who all of you, Illinois high school basketball fans of the nineties will remember. Um, Lon Kruger was the coach who later coached the Atlanta Hawks. And I think he's in Oklahoma or something now, but, uh, Lon Kruger, wig or not a wig. Oh, I was up close and personal. I can say 100% that had to be a wig. Okay. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) But he, he actually changed my shooting form, uh, like permanently, which was kind of cool. Yeah. He, he saw me shooting and he came up and he was like, you're holding it like on your fingers. You need to let it rest just on the finger pad a little bit more. You'll have more control. And he was right. He changed my shot forever. But, and, you, uh, and, you're,
3: and you're still only shooting 33%. I, huh, I I'm shoot only 30%. shooting,
2: okay. I'm only shooting 98% from the line. I know <laughs> okay. <it's> okay. <laughs> terrible. But, but uh, yeah, my, it was, it was great. I mean, you know, my dad had gone to law school there and so he was familiar with the campus. And so it was a bit nostalgic for him. And I think he had a lot of fun sharing that experience with me and we both love basketball. And We met some other cool, you know, father, son, uh, teams and, uh, just had fun playing basketball together and meeting the players. And I remember staying in the dorm. Now my dad can fall asleep. I can't fall asleep. So my dad, my dad actually revealed to me that he still knew Morse code. He had learned it at one point. And he was like, and he was like, like before bed, when we were just bored. He was like, here, here, let me try this one on you. And he like said a sentence about like long Kruger and the Illini in Morse code. I remember that very well. I was, pretty cool but yeah it was just it was just a really great weekend with my dad and um I wasn't really a college basketball fan before that but then um you know for the rest of my high school years Illinois had really good teams and we had met those guys and it just uh it was just a lot of fun
0: when, when did your dad tap on the wall or was he sitting there going beep, 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 beep,
2: beep, beep, <laughs> mm. it was, oh it was vocal, vocalized
0: Vocalized Morse, that's doubly impressive.
3: When, when when Lon Kruger was fixing your shooting motion or your touch or whatever, did you, were you in the middle, did you look over at your dad and he, and there was just a look of blind rage and jealousy in his eyes because he wasn't teaching you that?
2: <laughs> no, no, I think, no okay. I think it was just disappointment that he hadn't uh, caught the mm. the hitch in my shot first. Sure, sure, sure.
0: He's sitting there tapping his foot and Morse
3: code, fucking <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> teaching my son and <laughs> in, in, in the middle of it lawn turns to george and goes george cool it cool it, cool it. <laughs> he's picking up the vibrations <laughs> in the floor I, I got all of that yeah. sir. <laughs> all right mitch what do you got number one lay it on my number one this is this is just such a classic camp activity and um it's 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 in movies it's in television shows and i got to experience it firsthand. And that is watching the kid who vows to not poop at camp do their very best to never poop at camp. Um, (laughs) (laughs) one of my, I I think Nathan, I I think Nathan, you are the I I will never want to poop at camp kid, probably if you don't have to. Isn't that true? Uh,
2: I mean, I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love it, but okay. I, I would do it if if necessity <laughs> dictated. <Sure. laughs>
3: so, one of my best friends, John, was the "I will not poop at camp" kid. Uh, John was a man of particular tastes. Um, he loved his home, his home ice, if you will, um, and uh, he always drank the salad dressing when he was done with a salad. He loved extra vinegary. He was wait, a man of certain. What tastes. kind of dressing? Uh, homemade. Uh, That's your question? <laughs> oil and vinegar with salt and pepper and, like, maybe a little lemon. Yeah, he was a big, big dressing guy. I, t- I tell you what, a man of certain tastes. Um was okay. yeah. <laughs> going he's chugging
0: thick-ass ranch. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no, them- no, 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 no. It's a different kind of guy. No. It's our both weird, but
3: continue. John, John had a very live, like, you know, bird body. He's very uh very, very thin guy. Um and then also he loved those those thin little uh, Italian breadsticks too. The, those are the three things you, you could oh, set your watch the to dry for John. Ones gross. Yes. But so at camp, John is like, I am not pooping. And
2: <laughs> our last how long is the camp? Ten days.
3: What? 10 days. Oh, that's too and, long, like, the, bud. The, the last year we went, it was a 10-day camp, and we we're like, we love this because we wanted more camp. We wanted more flirting. We wanted more meet me in the sauna. Permanent you damage know? to our intestines. Exactly, that too. Yeah. Um, who doesn't love an impacted colon, right? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> incredible. <laughs> On day seven, John finally was like, guys. Seven. Guys, I, I I can't, I can't do it anymore. And like day one, two, three, four, normal activity from John, five and six, he started to move a little slower. He wasn't <laughs> eating as much. Like he was literally, yeah. his system was like, you could tell he was trying to like conserve himself because he's like, I just don't want to have to do this. And it's not like these bathrooms were just like, you know, eight pieces of lumber with like, you know, like a metal bucket inside. Like these were, this was a proper bathroom. You could go in. So he gathered me and uh, our friends and he's like, you guys, I need total privacy to be able to do this, to have the confidence (laughs) to get this squirrel out of my ass, essentially. And uh, so we, so he had a stand guard at the bathroom door and he was in there for, I shit you not, thank you, uh, (laughs) 40 (laughs) minutes. And he finally came out and I remember he still had a pained look on his face and I, I i will always remember yeah, he this his <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i will never forget this moment he he comes out and he kind of like readjusts like the, the the waistband of his shorts and he looks at me and he kind of sheepishly goes it's not all out and then just like the, the, then starts walking away <laughs> I like oh my god so uh then on the very last day before we got like back in the van uh in our big carpool back to the cities uh he he did go one more time but yeah um he got mercilessly mocked for it, though, by by me and our other friend, Michael and Morgan. Uh, Rightfully so, right? Yeah, like John, it's just it's gonna kill you. Like it's gonna, <laughs> it's, gonna kill you. it's gonna come back up and choke you in your sleep. Just poop. Uh,
2: so, yeah. Holy cow! Um, that's I. Well, I feel disgusted.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Isn't Eight, that seven isn't days? That kind of incredible.
2: Yeah. So.
3: Um it just makes me I I there's there's a weird kid in Wet Hot American Summer that has some sort of uh bugaboo like that. So um which Wet Hot best best camp movie there is uh For sure. one of the, one of the best at least yeah. But,
0: I, I I just I could never want to voluntarily be that uncomfortable. Isn't that just like
3: uh like I I get not showering because you're swimming in the lake every day. Like maybe I get that where like you know you want to go au natural or whatever but not pooping is just, that's just dangerous. So, um, and it, I don't know if I'm
0: at camp, I'm showering every day and I'm shitting as soon as the sun rises. Exactly. Exactly. Like I gotta, I gotta be fresh for that whole day. I can't be running around playing sports with a belly full of junk. I can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And, and this camp, you played capture the flag. You played like sprint across the field kind of games, or whatever there was like you had to lay down and do riflery i mean there was there was a lot of movement going if this on this
0: guy got tackled in football on accident yep it would have been like stepping on a ketchup packet in a parking lot <laughs> <Yeah. hat. laughs> <laughs> like yep. this poor guy would have <laughs> died <laughs> yep cuz it's only got two uh, two directions to go one kills him one relieves him yep he's got a 50/50 50, 50 chance of survival yeah so,
3: football. so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's my number one. That's my number one. Classic three points. Yeah, there it is. So
0: that was just the imagery you gave me. Three points all around. Dunkishin. And then Nathan, for that wholesome, wholesome story, you're also getting three points.
3: The
0: fact that George knows Morse code, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I know who I'm calling during the apocalypse, (laughs) (laughs) which means I better learn Morse code to get in contact with him before that happens. (laughs) But that leaves us with two final scores. But I'm gonna give oh. one more opportunity for any pranks that may have happened to you or under your own doing for some bonus
3: points here. I Mitch, I feel like you got one in the camp. Absolutely. I I I totally I totally, 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 totally forgot about it. So one prank we played, this is the one time in at this camp all the girls slept up in the lodge. So the lodge is a giant building, they slept on the second floor, all the boys were in got cabins. It. The one time I went into the lodge. Uh, me and my friend Morgan uh we we went up and we hid this is this is really hilarious we hid vegetables from the kitchen in the sleeping bags of the girls that we liked and knew in their in their bunk beds yeah so like the- <laughs> 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 <Right>? <laughs> imagine slipping into your cold cool sleeping bag at night and a zucchini is tickling your toes. <laughs>
0: Oh, Nathan will not sleep
3: tonight. <laughs> Brussels sprouts are just covered all over your body, you know, falling in your mouth. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So
0: I don't want a raw Brussels sprout in my mouth. Close. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, like, that's barely a prank. Like, it's not a great one. Uh, but it still counts. Nathan, do you have a rebuttal?
2: No, I only went to basketball <laughs> camp. <It was> just... <laughs> The the the, pe- the stealing pizzas was about as pranky as it as it was.
3: You never so, tied someone's shoelaces together when you're lined up to for a free throw. No. Oh God, that's a classic. Okay, all right. No, he'd rather just leave
0: the college kids to <laughs> themselves. <That> was, yeah. <laughs> all right. Either way, the score was thirteen. Mitch, Nathan, eleven plus one to Mitch. You're getting fourteen Ooh. to Nathan's eleven for your prank story. <laughs> Congratulations, but we can't leave today. I'll do it one more time. For Thank you. Without my top five reasons why I am not built for camp. Now, number five, I got city Irish skin, folks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the worst sunburn I ever got was filling up water balloons on my parents' driveway when I was like 10. I had my back to the sun for maybe 30 minutes while I filled about 50 balloons. And I did not get to enjoy those balloons because one, I was laid up as an aloe soaked lobster for about a week. And two, my dad said if I popped all those balloons on the lawn, I'd have to pick up the rubber so he could mow the grass. So there the balloons sat. <laughs> Number four. Uh, my blood is a gourmet feast for the mosquitoes of the woods. Mm. Uh, I've never been referred to as a snack until I arrived in the wilderness. <laughs> These bloodsuckers are drawn to me like shit on a cracker. Yeah, it spreads easily, but no one wants it. <laughs> the only time I ever felt truly protected was when some ex-army guy on a hiking trail offered us to spray down with his military grade deet. And I swear to God, that shit worked. All right. <laughs> number three. I have two left feet. I spent two days at Camp Timberley in Wisconsin in sixth grade. We should have known this trip was doomed when it was delayed by 9-11. True story. But yet we rescheduled for October of 2001. I got to participate in lake study where they told us to bring clothes we could just throw away while we sifted through mosquito infested water for insects and other creatures to put in a jar. My fully submerged gym shoes caught a branch and I tumbled face first into the murky lake. And while everyone laughed, I just became a ball of anger and walked back to the bunk past the kids who were fishing using corn as bait.
3: Wow. Number two. Oh, Brian.
0: Oh. Things always go missing because I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: in,
0: seventh, in seventh grade, I attended a two-week band camp at ISU in Bloomington Normal. Uh, everyone else got the memo to bring a master lock with them because we were going to a pool. That memo skipped my desk, and I had to place everything in the bottom locker, rest the door shut, and hope for the best. Uh, when the swim was over, I returned to see all my stuff, including my wallet, with all the cash I needed for the rest of the trip stolen. Well, luckily, I had an uncle that lived down there that brought me some cash, and he was a former Redbird himself. So I made it through, but thus began my lack in faith in humanity. That's right. Their fault, not mine. Moving <laughs> on. Number one. No AC or fans for sleeping. Luckily, the only camp I slept in was in breezy fall weather. If I had to sleep in a real camp, I would die. It would. It wasn't because of the lack of sleep. It would be the amount of water I would secrete from my head into my pillow every night. Therefore, camp is stupid.
1: <laughs> That's this week's edition of Uber Cinco.
0: Crawling from the lake with milky skin and red worm-like hair has been... Let's break bad. And hiding in the stainless steel fridge after put on knife washing duty has been... <laughs>
2: Nathan Hedden's <hasn't done. laughs>
0: And I've been your big wet summer camp boy, Brian Ernst. <laughs> and as Biz Fair always says, you can never pack too much underwear. Disaster is just one cough or sneeze away. Auf Zane and adios. <laughs> You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from.
3: If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay.
2: Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys we you